Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Your health is the biggest priority, so please respect social distancing in-store at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kia ora and good morning to all of our terror. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. And it is Monday the 23rd of August and we are just after 6am in the morning. And what a weekend we've had in the news this morning to wake up to is Paul Cole has just achieved an amazing feat, really. Winning the British Open, British Squash Open. Just such a cool, cool um, sport for that we can celebrate here this morning. We're going to get Paul Cole on to chat to Izzy and I this morning. And he reckons he might be a couple of beers deep. So how good is that going to be? We've got Monty Beatham a little bit later on in the show as well to talk about the Warriors and... And about their performance yesterday, was, which was full of heart, just wasn't quite able to get across the line against the Broncos. And then what about this one is Richie Mwanga. And we're not even going to talk rugby, mate. We're going to talk racing. And we're going to talk <laughs> the stallion that is to be in Mwanga, who got the job done in the Winks stakes in the weekend, the first group one of the season, and did an emphatic fashion getting over the top of the brilliant mayor, very elegant. So I can't wait for that one as well, mate. But uh, very good morning to you, my friend. And I uh, hope you had a great good weekend. Morning, and we've Bez. got so much to talk about today. Yes, we have, mate. You've, you've summed it up. We've got an exciting show to start the week off. Uh, wonderful weekend at home. Watching that race that you just spoke about, the Moanga who actually came from nowhere. I'm not going to lie, I was on very elegant. Didn't even have Moanga in the back of my mind. And then just seeing it win and, and actually giving Richie a text message afterwards and seeing the emotion or hearing the emotion in his, in his voice and, and just what it meant. And, and not only that, everyone knows that the horse is named after him, but we're going to touch on it a bit later. What a wonderful opportunity he is doing. Um, all his uh, you know, winnings go to Child Cancer Foundation, which I think just really sums up the bloke that he is. So looking forward to chatting to him about that special win. And like you said, mate, Paul Cole. A wonderful achievement over at the British Open. First ever Kiwi male to win the Open. First one to make it since 86. Look, I'm not 
I don't know too much about squash. I've played it a couple of times. It is a very enjoyable sport and like, like from the outside looking in, it probably just looks like you're just hitting that little ball and, and hitting and hoping, but all the tactics behind it, it'd be great to get a good, bit more of an insight into it, mate. So, look, exciting show, but how was your weekend, my good friend? Did you have a good weekend at home with the family? I did have a good weekend, mate. Just um, just to touch on that about the squash, you know, Achilles and heart, heart attacks, that's what normally happens to squash players. <laughs> they either do an Achilles or they have a heart attack. Otherwise, you're... Otherwise, you know, you get a good sweat and you have a good workout. But a lot of people go down playing squash. So be very careful, my friend. But I'm looking forward to talking to Paul Cole later. That's pretty awesome, actually, to get an opportunity to chat someone so close to achieving such an amazing feat as well. So well done, Louis, for being able to tee that one up. Good job, mate. Mate, thanks, Baz. It's <laughs> no, no worries. On a Monday morning, what do you want in lockdown? Well, you want to hear from the people that have been champions over the weekend. So we've got Moanga on the show, although he didn't necessarily do it, but we, the horse can't speak, so the closest thing is namesake. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Cole, who's just come off. He's fresh off the court. He's still in his sweaty uh, his, his squash gear, and he's got a couple of tubes in hand, and, and I can't wait to hear from him. So now it's a good way to start a, a lovely Monday in lockdown. It sure is, mate. It sure is. And yeah, in terms of the weekend, um, is I had a pretty quiet one, mate, as pretty much everyone else did. I didn't leave the house, which yeah. was very responsible of me, you know. Um, <laughs> I just sort of mowed a few lawns, although not as good as what you have. Crikey, I saw your lawns on Instagram last night. What a masterpiece that is. Oh, mate, it's amazing, like, how when you get a photo and you're quite far away, how good it actually looks. It's all about angles, mate. And there's actually a little app, a little settings on your phone. It's called Portrait Mode. You can actually, you know, that's how those those Instagram influencers kind of get that perfect shot. Uh, I kind of <laughs> went down that, that kind of angle, and I got the perfect shot. Cause if you look up, if you get really close, mate, there's a lot of broadleaf in it. There's a lot of weeds. But um, it's so therapeutic. It's Honestly, I mowed yeah. the lawns. And, and you know the best thing about that, mate? The best thing about that when I mowed those lawns, I was sitting on the couch and then I just, you know, you can sense someone behind you. And so, and then I just turn around and my wife's looking at me. She goes, oh, is he? I, you, I love a handyman. I love a handyman. I love seeing a guy mow lawns. <laughs> so, mate, I, I got the brownie points of doom, mate. I was, I was sitting there chahooing, mate. I just mowed the lawns and she'd come over and just gave me a little kiss on the cheek and said, I love a handyman. Good on you, Deggy. <laughs> so you went and strapped on your tool belt? <laughs> Yeah, I did, mate. <laughs> it's funny you say that, actually. I've got an unbelievable tool belt, and it's quite handy, actually. When I actually go out to do nothing no, give with yourself the tools, a rap. I put this tool belt. Well, no, no. Honestly, when you go outside and you've got, like, you got nothing, you don't even need the hammer, you don't even need a bloody uh, measuring tape, but you put this tool belt on, you've got all the tools, you're walking around like you're going to actually use them, but you don't even use them 1%. That's me, mate. I'm one of those handymen. All the gear, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. You've got a strong tool belt. Excellent work. <laughs> what, um, <laughs> oh, crikey, oh, Monday morning. Um, a couple other things to touch on from the weekend as well, just sporting stuff before we get into what else we got up to. Um, the 100 was just a roaring success. That The final of that was in the weekend, and the Southern Brave beat, um, Dan Vittori's Birmingham Phoenix, where Adam Milne actually had a standout performance and a standout tournament. He was named in the 100 tournament team. So that's 
fantastic for New Zealand depth that a player who's on the cusp of making the New Zealand side has gone over and performed so strongly in that tournament. Of course, Glenn Phillips, who we caught up with last week on the show, is um, who was also playing in that tournament, has just been picked up in the weekend to play in the IPL for signed by Rajasthan Royals. So that's another great step on, on the road for Glenn Phillips and pretty cool that we had him on the show last week as well. So there's a couple of little bits in terms of cricket and plenty going on in the Bears, rugby world Bears. as well, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just before we go to the rack, I want to talk to you about Adam Milne because I, I read that article as well about him absolutely bowling, absolute rippers, 145 click bombs down the, down the pitch. But he is a guy that's been riddled with injury. Eh? He is a guy that, Lockie, like he was our, our, our premium fast bowler before Lockie Ferguson came on and then he got riddled with injuries and then Lockie's just come in and probably taken over. But what does this little, uh, you know, tournament, what does this do for his confidence and for him going into the New Zealand Black Caps? Can he get another recall? Oh, he definitely can, mate. Look, uh, talent is, um, is unquestionable. His, there's not many, not too many people in the world can do what Adam Milne and Lockie Ferguson, for that matter, can do, and that's bowl extreme mm. pace. Um Lockie has been able to sustain it over a period of time without getting injured, although he has had his, his injuries as well. Um, with Milne, he had a period there where he was injury-free and he and he played such a key role for New Zealand throughout, if you remember the 2015 World Cup, he was outstanding throughout that period, um, bowling on the back of um, Tim Southey and Trent Bolt, and then he got injured towards the back end of the season. Then he was out for a couple of years, but now his body, he's, if you look at him, mate, he is a racehorse. Like, there's not an ounce of fat on him. He is big, he's strong, he's lean, he's fast, he's a tremendous athlete. And if he's injury-free, his skill is unquestionable. So, look, it is huge for him to be able to get through a tournament like the 100 and to be able to dominate as well um, and do such a, an amazing job. Just adds another selection dilemma for, for the New Zealand selectors. So, it's mm. great to see him back and... I love watching fast bowlers, mate. I really do. And as a coach, you just love fast bowlers in your team. And Adam Milne's one of those guys who, who is a must-watch must when he's doing well. And good on Dan Vittori, too. They didn't win, yep. but good on him for running second in that competition as as coach. And he's we've been lucky enough he's joined Grant Elliott a couple of times on and Daniel McCarty on the Saturday show on SENZ. And, and they've, uh, they've had a bit of fun. Dan always seems to just take the mickey out of Grant, but that's uh, that seems to be the way with Grant <laughs> Elliott, you know. He always gets, he always seems to be the butt of the jokes, but I think he quite likes it. Um, anyway, yeah. today, give us a call any stage as well on the Kennard's Higher phone line, 0800-150-811, or send us a message as well on double eight double three. We've got plenty of things to get through, not just talking sport, but we've got a couple other chats today too. We're going to talk a little bit later on about our top five songs as well, aren't we, as... I mean, you've got a couple of bangers in there, so hopefully we get to get to hear a couple of them, and we'll ask all of you what your top five songs to listen and listen to are to get yourself up and about. But we'll do that a little bit later on. Uh, the Warriors yesterday, mate. What do the Warriors? The Warriors. Do you watch? Yeah, it? look, I did. I, I watched bits of it. I'll be honest. I was watching. Uh, there's a great show actually on. Sunday, there was a great show on mental health and athletes, so I was flicking between that and um, and the Warriors game. So the, uh, we'll touch on it later in the week, but it was a great watch. If you didn't watch it, make sure you go back and watch uh, Head in the Game on Sunday. It was about uh, the athletes, uh, Nehi Milnuskara, Eddie Dawkins, the ex-track cyclist, um, unbelievable 
Uh, there was a, a young girl, Zoe, who was a rower. Can't remember her last name, sorry. And then there was a, another girl, Charlotte, from, from the hockey team. Uh, just them talking about what, what the emotions they go through, the things that they've had to do behind the closed doors to, to get to, to be a professional athlete. It was an unbelievable watch, mate, and um, I recommend it. We'll touch on it later in the week, and I'm looking forward to, to ripping into that because I think mental health is a very big talking point at the moment, and we've got a platform to to be able to talk about it and embrace it. But, um, yeah, the Warriors, mate. Um, look, I told ya. I told ya. I'm oh, sorry, mate. I, I didn't mean to put the it's your fault, on mate. it. But, um, it's your fault, it is. <laughs> Unbelievable look, from you. But, uh, like, you, you spoke about it uh, before this, mate. They had opportunities. They had a ton of opportunities in that game. And they took a few of them. And, and, and then there's a lot of back chat about, you know, Reese Walsh, uh, you know, one from five kicks. But like you said, before the before we got an ear, mate. He's eighteen years old. He's still a kid. And and what do I see from that? Less he had the act you know, had the balls to go out there, take those kicks and try and win it for the game. You know, a lot of eighteen year olds probably wouldn't have put themselves in those opportunities or those positions to to have a shot at the glory. And, you know, this going forward, what will this do for his his game, his experience? So look, mate and and reality is he's a superstar. He created probably three out of the four of the opportunities uh, out there. So what was your take, mate? He was everywhere, mate. Absolutely everywhere. Mm. Every time the Warriors needed to try and make a play, the ball would go to Reese Walsh. When they needed to try and needed to try and kick some field position, the ball would go to Reese Walsh. When they went for the mm. field goal at the end, the two-point field goal beyond 40 metres, who did they throw it to? Reese Walsh. Mate, he's 18 years of age. I love it. I absolutely, I, I honestly, I think it's just one of the greatest things. And we talk about how we're going to hold on to Reese Walsh. I'll tell you how you hold on to him. Yes, money is one thing, but opportunity, responsibility, and laying the laying at his feet the belief that, that the Warriors have in him, that's what a young player wants. He wants to be trusted. He mm. wants to be given the opportunity. Reese Walsh in that game yesterday, it didn't work out for him. But you know what? He kept having a shot at the at, at the glory, and I think that's that's what athletes want. They want to keep being invested in and keep being trusted. So that there, you bottle that the Warriors, and you will hold on to Reese Walsh when everyone else is going to be throwing tons of cash at him. And that, and that's what defines the beat the great players. You know, they demand the ball. They want the ball in those in those critical moments, in those high pressure moments, when the game's on the line. You know, that's when you know. Someone has got something that's special, and and that's Reese. He he wanted that those opportunities. You can see guys, you know, when the when the pressure goes high, they go missing. Not not Reese Walsh. He was like, give me that ball. I have a shot from forty. I, I might get it. I might miss. He obviously missed. So yeah, didn't go away. Give me the ball. Keep giving him the ball, and uh, you know that just speaks volumes of, of the kid he is. He's young, mate. Eighteen. The world's at his the world's at his feet, mate. He, anything, endless opportunities. And you got to imagine he was playing against his old team. The Brisbane Broncos. So he would have had, to, had a point to prove, you know, get up against his old mates and saying a bit of stuff right. you guys didn't look after me. So here you go. Come see me. Yeah. So, right, let us know, double eight, double three, what you thought of the Warriors yesterday and what you thought of Reese Walsh and the decisions to put him in the spotlight time and time again. I loved it, but you might not have let us know on Daz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. We're going to, uh, great savings every day. It is 6.17 in the morning.
past six on Monday, the 23rd of August, a lockdown Monday here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. We've got our Choices Flooring Weekend poll coming up later, but what did you love over the weekend? Usually I ask, what was your performance of the weekend? Why don't you let Baz and Izzy and myself know? We'd be very keen to hear from you. Right now, Pakistan and West Indies are playing in their test, 217 for four in Pakistan's first innings, I believe. Uh, the golf, I can let you know, has been postponed because of a potential, what do they call it, a hurricane path. So the Northern Trust has been put on hold for the whole day, and that leaves Cameron Smith. Boys, get this. He shot 60 in round three. He shot 60 in round three. Now that is off <laughs> it, isn't it? That is out the gate, 60. I saw. I actually saw that on uh, on Instagram and saw the, the, the scoring. Mate, unbelievable. That's the course record too at Northern Trust, so... He's pretty good, old Cameron Smith out of Australia. Um, How many birdies yeah, in there? Unreal, unreal. That is, uh, I think it's about 11. I think it was a, or 12. Might be 12 under. I think the course was uh, 72. If he's, if he's gone 12 Mate. birdies, so he's gone six pars, 12 birdies. <laughs> or is he, he must have an eagle in there, surely. Probably got an eagle. I haven't seen the school, but. Uh, I did see the score, but I didn't delve deep into it. But um, unbelievable, mate! That is um, like that just shows the difference. Like I've shot a seventy-two, seventy-three, to even shoot a sixty in the sixties is unbelievable. But to, to shoot a, nearly a fifty, that is out the sorry. gate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we just go back to you shooting a seventy-two or seventy-three? What um, what's your handicap is? Ah, <laughs> uh, five point. Eight, I think it is. Yeah, 5.8. Right, and our handicap structure, correct me if I'm wrong, I've been out of the golf game for just a little while, you know, and my affection for it doesn't necessarily line up with my ability. But just correct me if I'm wrong, our handicapping system is based on your potential pretty much as a golfer, not necessarily mm. your average. It's based on your potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, I think so. so. so you're well, playing it's, off, it's, it's a new handicap so system, so it's, a, it's called the World Handicap right. System and it's yeah it's I don't know the detail behind it. Give us a text on double eight double three if you under know the real detail. But I think it, yeah, it's your potential. So your handicaps uh, can actually change with every score. It doesn't take your average top five scores. Uh, if if I'm right, I, I don't know. I think yeah. So every score is taken into account. So your handicap can go up and down after every round you put in. But what I'm getting at here is so you're playing off five point eight. So if if the average, <laughs> say the stroke index is, say say it's a par 72, plus maybe yeah. a stroke index of one or something, that's say 73. So you, off 5.8, mm. you should be theoretically shooting around 78, 79, right? Yeah, yeah. But you've shot a 72 and a 73 before. I've, yeah, I've shot, a, I've shot an even. That's my best ever. I've shot, I've shot part, I've part the course. But my last three rounds are 79, 84, 79. So I, I am around my handicap. I'm playing about 78. Yeah, 78, 79. Right, okay. I'm just trying to make sure that when we have our next game, when we get out of being locked down, that the handicap system <laughs> is fair and reasonable rather than sort of completely slanted towards the guy who plays four times a week versus the man who hardly gets an opportunity to play. And who's Baz, playing off only Baz. three three shots more than you? 
It's golf. It's golf. Anything can happen in golf. Look at this. 79, 84, 79, <laughs> 80, 74. And then the week before that, 88. So that's golf, mate. You go from 74 <laughs> to 88. You know, look at the but look at the roller coaster of events and that kind of scoring, mate. You talk me through that. Like it's on the day. It's on the day. <laughs> and I can imagine your heckling throughout your course etiquette will be well be reasonable. No, my etiquette's very good. My etiquette is very good, actually. I'm, I'm big on etiquette. I've had to pull a few people into line. I mentioned Grant Elliott before. Mm. He is one of the worst <laughs> when it comes to etiquette. He's got zero scooby of what he needs to do on a golf course. He can hit the ball a long way, but his course etiquette yeah. is diabolical. Diabolical. Like, you go to you go to line up a putt, and then he'll just sort of walk right in behind you. It's sort of like, mate, are we playing completely free range here or are we actually sort of playing a bit of a serious game now i'm all for golf i'm interested in this actually for golf this is a random topic but i'm a big believer in that golf you should be well no cart no start for a start um you should be have chili bins you should have chili bins in your cart you should have sound systems in your cart and you shouldn't you should be allowed to wear whatever you want to a golf course obviously mm. within reason yeah. like clothes you can't just turn up with nothing on. And you should just be mm. em- encouraged to go out there and enjoy yourself, have fun, and just try and get as many people playing the game as possible rather than turning up to these swanky-ass courses <laughs> and like being told you've got to wear these flash-ass shirts and polo shirts. You've got to have your phone turned off, some of them. You can't wear your hat in the, in the clubhouse, all of these sorts of things. Flem- it's like, Fleming, we're trying Steven, to encourage are you people listening? to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we? We're trying to encourage people to play this game. Trudy agrees. I can see Trudy on the screen. She's putting her hand up saying, I completely agree. With no, she doesn't. She, she's oh. literally going like this. <laughs> oh, I got a bad angle. <laughs> Trudy, Trudy, oh. can you prove it wrong, please? Give him something. What's golf about? Yeah. And I think that I actually quite like all those nice little rules. I quite like them. The etiquette. You were talking about etiquette yeah. one minute, and now you just totally just flipped. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a, sometimes I'm just a contradiction. I, I, can, I can see where Baz is going. I can see where Baz is going because my wife's the same. She's like, look, 18 holes is way too long. I'm all about one, uh, nine and one, you know, nine <laughs> holes straight into the ninth yeah. hole and you're, you're on the wind, you know. You know what I mean? So she's all about nine and one. But, mate, I reckon... I reckon uh, it depends what kind of setup you're running. You're running, you know. If you're just chipping around with the boys, you're doing a little, you know, catch up social event. Yeah, chip away. Put some sounds on the Yui Boom. Put a few beers in there and just cruise around and have some fun. But when it's time to play serious golf, that's why Wednesday golf. We walk and we don't drink until the nineteenth. So, Baz, you and the Wednesday yeah, you golf. Guys are group, from... oh, I don't know. I think you've just lost your pass <laughs> to Tara Eddie, Baz. <laughs> 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 you guys are from Christchurch, though, and you're way too serious. You can't, you can't even laugh at yourselves <laughs> down there. So. <laughs> Come on, Flynn, back me up. You're awake, I know you. <laughs> He's a closet listener, isn't he, old Flynn? Flynn, closet listener. Oh well, it sounds like we've got two different golf groups next time we play each other. Uh, I tell you one thing though: at least I'll be playing off my right handicap. I won't be going out there and shooting seventy-two. I'll be lucky to break 80. <laughs> but at least I'll do it. Honestly, is it is seven, uh, 6.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, which means it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Thank you, Trudy. Now, half past six in the morning. Loving it on a Monday in lockdown here. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it's time for our Love Racing Thoroughbred update. Love Racing, they are everything thoroughbred racing in New Zealand. Love Racing.nz is where you can go for all your form analysis. And we are all holding out hope we get positive news this week because on Taupo there's this beautiful meet that seems to kick off the spring every single year. Last year there were some nice horses going around there. Vamos Beeb from memory. This year Cornflower Blue goes back. We've got Imperatres. But it all depends on level three, and can we get there? I know a lot of you probably sitting there shaking your head and your fist saying, no chance. Well, we'll hold out hope until we don't know, until we do know for sure, which I think is about 4 p.m. today, post-cab press conference. The Prime Minister should have a better idea of what's going on. But the racing in Australia over the weekend, well, there was an awesome New Zealand flavour to it, actually. Uh, right across the spectrum, we had Kiwis, trainers, jockeys, and horses going about their work. Moonga, the absolute beast for Aquas Farm, the Savabil entire now, well, he just slungshot very elegant, who you don't see very often, and she doesn't like to go down without a scrap, and she gave them one, a bit of a dogfight up the straight, but this four-year-old, he's come back in superb order. He looks more athletic. He looks explosive over the 1,400. If, they, if he stays to the mile, he could be a serious freak moving forward. And then the last, the get-out stakes, which I know it was the get-out stakes for some of us. Well, it would have been been for me, except (laughs) I backed Big Boy Roy. A tissue. Sneezing is not okay in COVID times unless you are a tissue. And she has come out and absolutely brained them. The ex-Stephen Marsh galloper, thoughts and prayers to you, Marsh. I know you didn't want to let her go. She was superb, Izzy. And you've got a bit of a connection to this Kiwi mare. Yes, I do, mate. Um, one of my good friends, Kirk Evans, he's a uh, part owner of it, and uh, I actually rang him straight after the race, and he was crying, mate. He was crying, and, and the emotion, and this is a guy that's, you know, loves, he's very successful at what he does, but then I could just see the raw emotion and, and what it means to be an owner of, of an amazing horse, and now I know why Baz has got the bug. <laughs> and I rang, I spoke to him next, I said, mate, I'm coming with you to the sales, and we're going to go for a horse, and man, you're going to do it, because I can understand why you are a breeder and you are a no-no of a horse, because that is unbelievable. That Just that feeling, like you you're actually feel like you're the jockey on that horse. You're riding at home, and you're, you know, you're whipping the TV. You're giving everything, and I don't even know if that works, but it, it worked for me. I was whipping the <laughs> tissue home, and, and it got up, and like you said, uh, uh, Louis, it saved me, mate, because I was down and out in the dumps before that race. So, look, Baz... What in a moment. I can see why you love horse racing, mate. Well, that's, mate, you've pretty much encapsulated exactly what horse racing is about and ownership in horse racing is about. It, honestly, it really doesn't matter who you are. What I love about racing, too, is that anyone can have a fast horse. It doesn't matter whether, you, like, we can take on shakes, queens, billionaires, everyone. No one knows, you know, mm. like, everyone thinks that they know, but no one really knows when it comes to horse ownership. And, and you might end up with, that one horse which takes you on the thrill of a lifetime. That's what it's all about in the game of racing. Just quickly on that on that race, like mate, very elegant. Is like the the track was rock hard. She's first up. Like she's three wide the trip. She slingshots Mwanga into it. Mwanga is a beast, no doubting that. But how tough is very elegant and she has come back better and better than what 
well, even maybe what she was previously, which is quite incredible for someone who's achieved what she, uh, for a horse which has achieved what she has. Mwanga, wow, I think we're in for a big campaign with Mwanga, and it's going to be pretty cool to talk to Richie Mwanga later on about his horse ownership as well. There's quite a cool little um, twist in the tale of that ownership as well. So for those who aren't aware, Mwanga, the horse, is it's it's mum the dam is a, a mare called Chandelier. Now Chandelier was raced um, by Waikato Stud Mark Chittick and Dan Carter. So that's how the name Wanga then come about. So when the progeny was sold through the sales and was then bought and Richie got involved, that's how the the name came about. So it's quite a cool little twist. That was an O'Reilly mare Chandelier, and she was stakes placed herself in the Group Three Lowland. So there's residual pedigree there as well. And Mwanga, well, he was good last season, and he looks to have come back even better as well. So there's going to be a huge campaign there, and it's another tick in the column for Savabile. You mentioned a tissue. Well, Savabile is also the, the sire of Mwanga as well, and he just continues to get better and better and better. And we're so lucky, I think, in New Zealand to have such a, a great stallion and, and also very elegant as, of course, New Zealand bred too, um, being by Zed. So, again, we, we just continue to serve it up to all of the Aussies. Every time they, they just doubt us when it comes to racing and doubt our breeding, we just go <laughs> over there and serve it up to them. When will they ever learn? Eh? They just need to learn. Anyway, it was a great weekend of racing, and a tissue got me out a little bit. I gave it all back yesterday, so that's the life of Same. a punter. I, was, I tipped out very elegant. There's no harm in going down second to a horse like Mwanga. So good run from Very Elegant. Mwanga was too good. That's the first group one of the season to a Kiwi-bred horse and all the connections there. And looking forward to talking to Richie Mwanga later on. However, Izzy, up next here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, is Quizzy Dag, where they take on the Ismaster. And you could win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. So make sure you call now on 0800 Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is 22 minutes to 7. It's 16 and a half minutes away from 7 o'clock. And just should I say, if you're interested like Izzy Dag and you, you've got the bug for horse racing, loveracing.nz forward slash ownership, you've got your syndicators, your how-to guide, and your ownership opportunities there. So we do encourage anybody that is interested to get in there and have a look because it is the great game and they don't just call it that for no particular reason. Oh, we love this part of the show. Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know what time it is, and like Louis said, if you like Izzy and you love horses and you love having a wee dabble, but you got an absolute hiding on the weekend, you know what time it is. It is TAB time to win a voucher, $50, <laughs> Quizzy Izzy, come see me. Joey, Joey, good morning, brother. Good morning, morning, gents. M- morning, mate, thanks for tuning in. Five questions, you get them all right, you win the $50 TAB voucher, bud. Good luck. Question number one. In which sport 
Do you win the Ballon d'Or? Uh, football. Yep. Well done. Question number two. Charlize Ledger Walker plays for which New Zealand national team? Charlize, what was the other name, sorry? Charlize Ledger Walker. Five, uh, four. Rugby? Three, four. Sorry, mate. Thanks for calling in, Joey. Better luck next time, bud. Chris, uh, Craig. Good morning, Craigie. Craigie, you there, mate? Oh, we've lost him. Craig, we lost him. You scared? Why are you scared, Craig? Hey, <laughs> going off to Google it quickly so you can give a call back. Give us a call, 0800 150 811. We're only up to question number two. I know it's early in the morning. You probably, you know, this weekend's just over. But hey, every day's a weekend. Get up. Get into the day. Enjoy it. Plenty of things that need to be done. Baz, they're scared. They are, I reckon they are a bit scared. Man, it's understandable, though. You've, you've really taken a firm hand to Quizzy Dag. Real firm yeah, hand the yeah, last little while. Quite ruthless, actually. Uh, well, uh, look, to be honest, I need that 50. So if, if no one rings in, I'm taking it 100%. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Manchester United cost me my multi this morning. One all against Southampton. Can't wait to give Harry Simeo a call and see what happened. Hey, about that um, bonus bet thing, that bonus bet thing they had on Saturday, the TAB, how good was that, that you got your money back if you ran in the money? Or uh, where was it at for the races? That, Randwick. Was it the Valley or at Randwick? Full yeah, car. Randwick. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you got a couple of callers you better get Simon, to. Simon. dag, Simon. Is he dag. Simon, here you go. Simon, you've had about five minutes to Google this question. So here you go. Charlie Sledger Walker plays for which New Zealand national team? She's a tall fan, don't Yeah, <laughs> I think. Don't lie, mate. Oh, here he is. Here we go. Number three. <laughs> How many seasons did RTS play with the Warriors? How many seasons? Oh. One, two. Be a few, eh? Um, <laughs> five, four, three, go two, six. one. Oh, yeah. nice. Well done, brother. Well done. I, I thought you were counting four. them in there. <laughs> I was. Eddie Dawkins was an Olympic medalist in what sport? Uh, cycling. Oh. Yeah, beautiful boat. Question number five, mate. Nice and easy to bring it home, win the $50. How many times have England won the Rugby World Cup? England. Um, shit. Five, four, <laughs> three, <No>. two, <laughs> One. Not sure that was the one. answer. One. <laughs> eh? One. One. Hey! Well done, Simon, brother. Well done, my mate. There you go. $50 yeah, third, courtesy of the team at TAB. Spend it wisely. Don't be like me. Have a good yeah. day, brother. A tissue. A tissue. <laughs> <laughs> a tissue. Get on a it, tissue. brother. Thank you. Well, there you go, Baz. <laughs> we got there in the end. Was that a toughie? That was quite. We did. That was reasonably tough. Questions in there that were the yeah, phone lines were lighting up towards the end there, too. Weren't they? Yeah, that's lighting what they up. do, mate. They wait, they wait because they know it's tough, tough at the start, and then at the end, we just get a bit easier, you know, just so we can bring it home. So the people have started to click on, especially Craig. Can't ring in twice, Craig. <laughs> anyway, job done.
Uh, right, what time is it? It is 11 minutes, 7 in the morning. I'll tell you what we're going to do next is we're going to just go through our little lockdown songs, the little ones that really get you up and get going. I know you got a couple. i got a couple as well, which are contradictions, really. But anyway, we'll, we'll let you guys decide <laughs> that. Let us know on double eight, double three what your lockdown songs are. Get you up, get you going, get you motivated. It's almost 10 minutes to 7 in the morning. I'm, in the morning, I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, we're coming up to 7am on a Monday and we're absolutely thrilled to be here with you. Uh, Craig's texting, he's come back, he doesn't like your rules, is he? Yes, I can, is he? Lol, Craig. Lol, Craig. Well, you did text, so technically you could be sleeping on a temper bed. Uh, for our text of the month, we're giving away a temper bed valued at $10,000. How good would that be for text of the month? I don't know if that's a strong contender, but it is technically a contender. At this time during lockdown each day, we've been doing this. Lockdown lists. Yeah, it's a bit spooky this morning. Um, that's all right. We're going to spice it up, though, Baz, aren't we? Because you boys have got some of your favourite tunes to share. Yeah, we do. And this one's mine, I reckon. I've got Better Man Pearl Jam. This is a song I used to walk out to bat with, so let's hope we've got that ready to roll. It gets you up, gets you going. That is so good. Most of the time I was still walking back when the song was still playing. I was. Surely you got a whole song in there, bud. Oh, very rarely, my friend. Very rarely. One of my other favourite songs was Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. And of course, well, most of the time I went out to bed, I was living on a prayer too. What about you, mate? What's some of your songs? What what's ones oh, that make mate, your I, list? I can't, I can't I can't go past Shapeshifter. They they are probably my favourite band, and they're Kiwi band as well, and they're an absolute, absolute champion. So Ritual by Shapeshifter, it's just an absolute classic humdinger. Gets me excited. Play it, Karen. Give it some volume, Karen. Just an absolute doozy. We need to play the whole song. It starts getting a bit more beats into it. It starts getting exciting. But yeah, that's, that's my tune, mate. And how good is it? Music, what it does for the soul, what it does for your mindset, you know. And we want to hear from you at home. What is your lockdown list for absolute bangers or something that just really gets you into a really good mood or a positive mindset? Give us a text on double eight double three. We want to hear from you. We want to know your list. And um, yeah. We want to. I need some more. I need some more for my playlist. Actually, Bears, I've just been absolutely smashing this playlist, and those are my. That was probably my number one song that I've been pumping for the for the last couple of days. So, yeah, got some good. He's got some more on the list as well, mate. So we'll get into those a bit later on. Yeah, he'll give us another couple. All right. Okay. My next one. My next one. I've got a totally different song, but uh, this has got a this has got a meaning. This is so it's called. Have the boys got it out the back? By Whitney Houston. 
Uh, I've got I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston. It is my mum's favourite song, and this is the song we danced around her uh, casket when she was getting buried. So, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of meaning. So I've been pumping this for the last couple of days. My kids absolutely love it. They're like, can we play Nanny's song? So, yeah, I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston. Sorry, boys, I'm just battling a bit of YouTube ad advertising here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta it's all good, it's all good <laughs> Oh, there you go, there Joe, go. good boy Yes Whatever you Whatever you want Whatever you need Boys, I'm starting to get a bit emotional there. That's 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 an absolute <laughs> classic, and it's bloody good. So there you go, Baz. What's your next song, brother? Uh, well, we might have to get to it a little later on because we've got the news coming up, but that was a pretty cool little <laughs> okay. period anyway. I've got a couple to come back to later on when we just need a bit of a lift, my friend. And we might need one because it's a Monday, and we've got plenty to get through. We've got plenty of people to speak to. Looking forward to catching up with Paul Cole, hot on the back of his British Open win just recently. This morning, we've got Monty Beatham later, Richie Mawanga to talk horses later on as well. But this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're craving him at cafe about now, hopefully soon. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Right, I think we might have Paul Cole on the line, which would be fantastic. He's a couple of beers deep, hopefully celebrating what is a magnificent win just a couple of hours ago. The British Open squash champion. Are you on the line, Paul? I got you, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, we've got you loud and clear, mate. Congratulations. What an absolutely outstanding achievement. Cheers, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Just for all of the... Just for all those listeners out there as well, Paul has just achieved the victory in the British Open to become the champion. He's beaten the number one seed as well in Ali Farag, the Egyptian, and he's taken him down in three, well, four sets, shall I say. Lost the first set, 6-11, and then rallied 11-6, 11-6, 11-8 in just over an hour. And now stands at the very, very top of the podium. What an unbelievably um, amazing achievement. We're very proud of you, mate. You must be feeling... You must be feeling like you're standing on cloud nine at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty uh, a lot of emotions flying around, but it's um, it's an amazing feeling, man. There's a, been a lot of people that have, have helped me in my career, so um, it's quite nice to reward them with this one. Well, we like to keep things quite lighthearted here, mate. So hopefully you're a couple of beers deep, and we can really sort of rip into things. Yeah, I'm uh, two, three beers and a gin and tonic, so I'm pretty flying, mate. Oh. <laughs> Izzy's just started <laughs> drinking gin on the weekend. That's a no-go for him, though. Don't do it, so. lucky, lucky you had a great nah, win, because the gins make you very emotional. <laughs> it went straight to my head, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mate, what, is it, what does this win mean? I mean, there's been very few people who have been able to, very few Kiwis have 
achieved anything of such significance in the game of squash. And it's just such an amazing achievement. To, and, and everything that's going on as well, mate, you're so far from home and, and there's so many challenges in and around the world at the moment to, to have achieved such a magnificent goal. Talk to us a little bit about what it means. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought you were going to keep it lighthearted, but um, yeah. That's, yeah, uh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's special, man. It's uh, It's been a tough, you know, couple of years. I haven't been home for almost three years, so um, it's been pretty tough to, to sort of keep the enjoyment in, in the sport because it's obviously not the same traveling and just living in hotels and stuff, so um, it's, it's rewarding, man. It's, it's it's really rewarding, and it's a, it's a super special feeling to get it there. I wish, um, you know, I was lucky I had my coach and, you know, a few close friends to, to share the moment with, so um, that was good, but, you know, obviously my parents are supposed to be over here. Obviously, they can't because of COVID, so um, it's just nice to get the victory, man, and, and just, you know, just reward all that hard work and sacrifice. All right, I'll try and keep it a little bit lighthearted for it. So squash, right? I I try and play a little bit of squash at my local court, right? One of my mates tries to yeah. use a he used a blue a blue dot with me to try and just keep me running all the time. But anyway, so the squash they have uh, like heart attacks and and Achilles injuries. Is that is that quite a normal thing in the squash game? Heart attacks? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, about old that. blokes trying to you know get some exercise in. get done before the lunges and taking off it's pretty intense for all right mate you're over in uh over in the uk at the moment totally different we're in lockdown here so what's going to happen tonight you'll be able to get out and celebrate into the late into the night yeah i'm uh heading back to my my coaches now so um We've lost coach, him. Coach, coach must live in a mansion somewhere. Coach, coach is ringing him to get off now. You've lost it. <laughs> oh, Izzy, I think we've got. I think we've got Paul back. You got another question for him, mate? Sorry, oh, you there? there? Nah, it's all right, mate. We, we understand you're over in the, the big wide world. Hey, let's let's bring it back to actually a little bit of seriousness. Like, what does this win? What does this win do to for the future of Paul Cole? This is your biggest win in your your pretty young career, to be honest. But you know, what does this set you up for for the future? Yeah, I think uh, almost the biggest test now is just building on this man. Um, it was nice to sort of beat the one and two pretty convincingly in the last two matches, so mm. that's always nice for the the belief. But I think the real test now is you know how I back up next tournaments and try and sort of establish this as a, a bit more normality rather than. Uh, um, just a one-off thing, you know. I want to sort of build on this and, and keep pushing. So, so what what next for you, bud? What what are you up to next? Uh, past post this uh, tournament. No, I get to head to um, Egypt. So we're playing in a in front of the pyramids there. So um, it's pretty special. To oh, awesome. it's always tricky taking on the Egyptians in Egypt. But um, yeah, that's our next tournament in just over three weeks. So. Um, We'll have a light week this week and uh, start preparing for that after that. Nice. This, this might be a really dumb question. Apologise if it is, but is every time that you play, is the temperature the same, or like do they heat the court to the same, or is there there's different temperatures that you play in nah, where you play around the world? It's definitely different conditions. Yeah. Um, so like when we play in Egypt, it's an outdoor court, so it's it's like 30 odd degrees on court, so it's a bit of an 
it's quite an oven in there and then we go to some other places and they they crank up the aircon and it's like 16 18 degrees so it can be quite cold um but yeah egypt's tough man it's hot on board so does the ball react differently yeah yeah. like obviously the hotter it is the more it bounces so it's harder to to win rallies um which i don't mind because the fitness comes into it but it's harder to control the ball as well so you've got to be sharp with your racket Mate, one other thing I was um, I was wondering. We've obviously had Dame Susan Deboy and Alani Joyce, a couple of fantastic women's squash players who achieved so much. And we have Ross Norman back in the day as well. Who else have you have you had idols growing up or, or mentors in New Zealand, or, or have they sort of more come from abroad who have, who have helped you? Yes, Stu Davenport's actually been helping me a lot um, from my career. So I, I sort of um, I speak to him quite regularly on on the phone and. He, he's good sort of from the mental aspect of it, aspect of it because he uh, he's obviously been there himself. So, yeah, man, it's uh, he, he's helped me a lot. And I speak to Susan a lot, but not not really about squash. Just, she just congratulates me and stuff. But, yeah, Stu's been really good for me. Hey, mate, what does this win do for, for New Zealand squash? Like, let's, I'll be honest, like it's flowing under the radar, but we love celebrating and champion now champions you're an absolute champion in the world stage so what does this do for the next generation and and squash new zealand yeah um, i'm not i'm not sure mate but i hope it sort of you know maybe helps uh, a few juniors sort of see see what can be done and you know there's a couple that are pushing through and i'm trying to get them over to europe to um you know train with me because you can't really do it mm. push that that next sort of professional level in new zealand unfortunately it's just too far away from everywhere so you know hopefully it just sort of you know shows them that can be done from new zealand and you know it's the right sacrifice and stuff then yeah they can sort of make it awesome mate. what's the world like out there like we're stuck in our little bubble over here in, in Aotearoa, <laughs> new zealand and we don't really understand what's going on around the world but tell us about what what's it like with covid19 over in europe yeah, it's sort of everything's opening up now, man. But it's um, it's quite funny when New Zealand goes into like three-day lockdowns because we had that for like three months, you know. So it's um, it's everything's opening up now. But like even just travelling's a nightmare. Like uh, you know, tomorrow I've got to get you know a test before I leave, and then I've got to quarantine for five days when I get back to Holland. So it's uh, nothing's nothing's easy these days. You've got a lot of rules and regulations that you got to follow and. Uh, that's probably one of the toughest things about traveling it's just not as enjoyable at the moment just because we get we have to start stay in our hotel rooms the whole tournament and all we can do is go from the hotel room to the squash court so um when you finish it's uh, like a little bit of freedom well, a long way from Greymouth over there and uh heading on the way to egypt as well but mate what about do you earn any moolah do you earn any cash for in this thing or what yeah it's it's uh i mean it's we're not talking like uh, you cricket boys or all blacks, but um, oh, it's not ouch. bad, man. I can't complain. Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> retired. Retired cricketer. Your oh, shout, mate. Your shout, Paul. IPL, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Surely we must, there must be some sort of British Open. There must be a heavy payout. Come on. Give us give us a scoop. Um, I think it's around 28000 for that. US dollars. So, Pounds? I mean, I'm not laughing oh. at that. No, US dollars. Ooh. Ooh, okay. US. Yeah, so we need to put some pressure. Right. We need to get some money out of the New Zealand government here. 
to support Paul. Yeah. He's just won. I mean, I mean I'm, he's just won the I'm, British I'm Open. I'm stoked with that, to be honest. <laughs> good work, oh, mate. Lucky you've got awesome. good sponsors yeah. in. And lucky you're from Greymouse. Yeah. You don't need a lot over there, right? I'll no, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jam, mate, <laughs> leave him. Great mouse, beautiful, mate. White bait city. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I just bought. I could. I could probably buy a property with that paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant. Well, we'll let you go anyway, Paul. But we really appreciate you joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. And absolutely delighted for you. We we love to champion our champions, and what you've done today is nothing short of a champion effort. So congratulations, mate. Great work, Paul. Cheers, Thanks, boys. It's, it's an honour to speak to you. Appreciate it. Ce- Celebrate into the night, buddy. Yeah. How what good, mate. Mate, what let's just put that yes. in context. I know we've got to get off to a break shortly, but just put that in context. He is the the first New Zealander, New Zealand man to win the British Open. Ross Norman was the only other Kiwi to make the final in 1986. He's the first to do it. It is mm. unbelievable, mate. You think of all the people that play squash everywhere around the world. I don't know about you, but even in just little old Matamata here, there'd be hundreds mm. of people play squash in Matamata. Think of all the squash courts all over New Zealand, all over the world. Anyone can pick up the sport with a racket and a ball and go down and play with their mates. And he is standing at the very, very top of the tree. A little old fella from Westport conquering the world. How good is that? 28,000 US he picks up for that. Surely we can get him more than that. Crikey. Such oh, an achievement. Oh, but I think Absolutely. I think the commercial side of it, Bears, like that one sets him up commercially with, with a lot of brands, a lot of companies would want to align themselves to that. So that's probably where, you know, most of the athletes make all their, all their dough, especially the Olympians. Like, there's not enough money in their sports, so they make it on the commercial mm-hmm. side. So I can see a Paul Cole representing an amazing brand. So good on him, mate. Awesome champion. We love championing our, our New Zealand athletes that are doing well on the big stage. So good work getting Paul Cole, mate. Unreal. Wow, it was actually Louis. So well done, Louis. Good job. It's 7.20 in the Louis. morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Always here for you. He has to do the hacker, that's amazing. He's been knocking on the door for quite some time. He's been a former World Championship finalist. He's won the British Open the first time since Lani Joyce, who won it in the women's back in 2002. So we're looking at close to 20 years, and he's done it. Incredible stuff for Paul Cole. Absolutely brilliant. The best performance of Paul Cole's career. Oh, the talk about it. Paul Cole, what a champion, taking a call from us on his way home after celebrating an incredible victory in the British Open, joining um, Dame Susan DeVoy as well. And Lilani Joyce is the only other two Kiwis to win the tournament. Absolute champion. That was awesome. And, boys, what about the humour on him? He reckons he could buy some property in the West Coast with that payday. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, there's no ways on the way home either. He is going deep into the night. We just caught him a couple in. But good honour for picking up the phone as well, just only an hour or so after coming off the squash court and achieving that feat. Just to put that in context as well, lads, I just did a quick Google search. There is 20 million people play squash around the world. 20 million. Now, even if you, say you split that down the middle, 10 million females, 10 million males. 
So he is at the very top of the tree. That's 10 million people. And he is number one mm. right at this point in time and achieved that on the biggest stage, winning the British Open. That is quite an incredible achievement. When you talk about gun sports people and what everything we've achieved this year at the Olympics, the Black Caps, all these sporting teams around the world, Paul Cole's achievement has to go up with one of those one of those top achievements. And and I, I want everyone to remember that come Halberg time because sometimes sports like squash can get a little forgotten, don't you think, Is yeah, I agree, mate. Like, like I, I, <clears throat> that's what I was trying to talk about in that in that interview. Like, it flies under the radar, you know. Like, squash for me, like, not not a major. I don't watch it very often. I haven't watched it at all. I see a little bit hit glimpses on, on TV every now and then. But what this does for squash New Zealand and and the ranks, and you just summed it up, mate. It's actually a very healthy sport with with participation wise, and what this does for. Squash New Zealand, I hope he inspires the next generation like uh, Lisa Carrington has done for, for canoeing at the moment. Mm. So it was great to chat to him and uh, and see what this one has done for him. Obviously, the monetary side of it, yeah, it's, it's nice. But uh, um, just to hear it in his voice, he was playing, he was up against the Egyptians. They are ranked one and two in the world. And to get, get one over the top of them is, you know, you've seen what it means to him. So hopefully he can go over to Egypt and play in front of the pyramids here and then put on an absolute clinic over there and... Now we've spoken to him, I'll be I'll be watching with interest, mate. Awesome work. Too right, and we'll need a sweat band playing in front of the pyramids too. It'll get hot over there. One sport that doesn't fly on the radar, mate, and that is rugby. Well, not here in New Zealand anyway. What about this rugby championship? Give me your little thoughts on that one, is. Yeah, look, Andy Marinos and Mark Robinson, look, there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of shots being fired back and forth. You know, they need the the All Blacks to <clears throat> well They've just come out and said, look, we want the All Blacks to sign an email or sign a contract to say that they will play the Wallabies on September the 4th. Otherwise, the All Blacks have to pay them $5 million or something in, in losses if they don't go forward and play that match. Um, look, there's a lot of speculation. Sansa will come out today with a lot more information about it. There is that chat about it potentially going over to Europe. Look, as a player, if I was involved, in a big, we might be able to touch... Uh, chat to Richie about it later on and get a little inkling what what he if he if Europe excites him. But for me, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to do that. That's yeah, just not top of my priority list. But commercially, sense I think it's uh, the right thing to do if you if you're thinking commercial wise and making money um, over in Europe. Uh, look, and, and and I think Andy in Rugby Australia, and especially Dave Rennie, come out and fired shots at at the All Blacks about it. But the reality is Argentina and South Africa are in the same boat, mate. They haven't been guaranteed MIQ mm. into Brisbane or to Perth. So they're in the same boat. So Rugby Australia, but they're just firing shots at the All Blacks because, you know, they're our closest foes. So, um, look, there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment. Hopefully we get something organised. We get some, I think, cemented and firm, something firmed down because but it's hard at the moment. Look, the reality is... There's so much uncertainty, it's be hard to book anything at the moment. So, yeah, there you go. Well, let's, we'll talk a little bit more about that later as well. It seems to be an evolving story. Mm. Richie Mwanga, too. Wow, he's got Group 1 races to watch with the horse named after him, Richie Mwanga, which we're looking forward to talking to him about later on. Now, don't forget as well, send us your text, double eight double three. You could be the text, you call it the text, we'll call it the text of the month with temper. You could win yourself that queen bed valued at $10,000 for the text of the month. It is 7.30 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Means Trudy's here with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Excuse me, bit of a false start there. Thought we were back at the start of the hour. It's 28 minutes to eight, of course, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you, Trudy. There's a bunch of live sport going on as well at the minute, including the latest round of the Premier League. Now, Arsenal and Chelsea. Well, if you're an Arsenal fan, cover your ears because you've lost again. Again, they're not having much luck at all, are they? Uh, and that was the latest result. We've got West Ham Leicester. That's tomorrow, beg your pardon. The Wolves, well, they went down to Tottenham and Southampton. Well, they kept Manchester United to a draw, which has kept our man, Izzy Dag, absolutely spewing the golf. Well, that's on hiatus at the moment because of a projected tropical storm. So there was a, a big tropical storm coming through, and the Hurricane Centre have said, no, you're not playing golf out there today, lads. So the Northern Trust is postponed. And Pakistan with us, seven down now, 247 for seven against the West Indies. And there's been a little bit of trouble with the, the pitch there, or where they're running in to bowl at one end. Um, they were having absolutely no luck at all. And I don't know if they had to move the pitch or what they did. But it looked like the footing was very unsafe for the bowlers. But at this time on a Monday, it's time for our weekend choices poll. Choices Flooring's ultimate bedroom style guide is out now. And here's the poll for today. Performance of the weekend. Paul Cole, Moonga, Cam Smith shooting 60, or the Brisbane Broncos? What do you think, Baz? Uh, Paul Cole. Mate, I think Paul Cole's achievement's one of not just the week's highlights. I think that's one of our sporting highlights. Oh, here we go. Mm. This is a little bit fresh, but I would put it in our top 25 sporting moments of the last 25 years. There we go. <laughs> Thoughts, is he? There you go. Why, 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 why <laughs> you are you go. laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm with you about Oh, look. I uh, I don't understand the game of sport. Uh, squash or sport. I know squat, squash. Um, but like you said, this is a huge, huge achievement for a, for a guy that's, you know, from a little old grey mouth in New Zealand on the big stage up against the Egyptians who are unbelievable at that sport. And like you said, this is something to be celebrated. And like you said, with the Halberds coming up, we should not forget, like, you said again, the All Blacks cricket Olympians usually take the main focus away from it. So hopefully we can't forget about this guy, Paul Cole. I think it is the biggest achievement um, over the weekend, one hundred percent. That's an easy poll to win that one. Yeah, I would have thought so. Louis disagrees because he's a racing tragic and he wants Mwanga to win the poll. That's why he disagrees. <laughs> is that right, Louis? No, no, no. I think he is easily the performance of the weekend. I just think top 25 years, that's a, I was more just kind of like, wow, there's a, there's an opinion. That's a strong one coming out, you know. Some would say it's a hot take. Well, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know. I don't. Where does it sit? Well, I mean, we'll have a look. At, well, Michael Campbell won the US Open, and that where did that rank on the 25? Very true. I mean, Second. yeah, that's right. Very true. I mean, where do you, how do you, I mean, this is the impossible question when you try to compare sports, right? It's just, it's very hard. What about that text there putting in perspective how much he's won? Yeah, 28K mm. first round loser at Wimbledon get more than that. That's a good point. It's, it defies belief, actually, that a sport with 20 million people that play it around the world has not been able to be commercialized so that the top level performers are actually paid a substantial amount of money. I don't quite understand how that one slipped through the the commercial ranks. Here's another one. 
Well done, Colsey, but Bazzy's from Greymouth, not Westport. It's the six toes that give it away. Neil from Westport. Sounds like a bit of an inside joke, that one. I reckon we celebrate him at the moment rather than trying to drag him down. Neil, crikey, he's just conquered the world, my friend. And then what about this one? This is very apt for being in lockdown COVID times. I want to break free and we will rock you from Queen, from Michael from Wellington. That's one of our other questions around lockdown songs of the or songs which get you up and get you going. I want to break free is that's that would be being played all around. Well, we the all want right to break now. free. We all want to break free from this COVID. But um yeah, keep those lists coming in. Double eight double three songs that get you up, songs that really lift your morale. We've uh, been lifted by Paul Cole's absolutely un- amazing achievement over in over in the British Open. So, look, like you said, the 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 you know there's this. How do we measure success and how do we measure how good this is? You know, like squash as a sport, probably not a major sport in New Zealand, but as an achievement on the world stage, we've got to celebrate it. So it's a tough question. How do we measure this against a Michael Campbell, the 2011? The Valerie Adams winning gold, that thing. You know, it's a lot of questions that need to be asked about this, and it'll be a great, great conversation to have, Baz. So, yeah, see, I reckon it's more it's more our own country's arrogance than it is anyone else's, because it's a big sport around mm. the world, albeit not commercialised. It's a big amateur sport around the world. 20 million yeah. people play it. 20 million. How many people play rugby around the world? Not even close to that. Just because mm. we're dominant at rugby, then we put it to the forefront of our minds, right? So, whereas mm. squash, this Paul Cole, let's hope that if we can celebrate him, then as you said with Lisa Carrington and canoeing, we can then inspire the next generation of people to pick up uh, a squash racket or a canoe. Is it? It's called an oar, isn't it? Is it called an oar or a paddle? Do you know? Is no, I never a paddle. I'd call it a paddle. It's got to be a paddle. An oar's one, isn't it? Oh, jeepers, I don't know. Anyway, we're, probably getting, we're swimming out of it. We're swimming outside the flags, Izzy and I, this morning on a Monday for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got coming up next. We've got Monty Beatham. He's going to talk to us about the Warriors and how their season is pretty much over, albeit they have a little final kick towards the back end of their season. But it is coming up 21 minutes to eight in the morning on Baz and Izzy breakfast on SCNZ. It is 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast and 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's High phone line. Give us a call. Do you know anything about squash? Do you know anything about an oar or a paddle? Is anything. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We're talking some league now, which is what you know about Baz because you're a Warriors tragic and, and last night must have been hard for you, mate. It was hard, actually, Louis. It was, and it was even harder because my co-host Izzy Bet against them, which just, I couldn't quite believe, sacrilege. But anyway, it was a cracking game last night as well to cap off the weekend of the NRL. <laughs> well, you told the whole country last week. But anyway, it's no consolation is to the Warriors, unfortunately, or to all of us fans, because their season looks all but over after that agonising defeat to the Broncos at Suncorp. Gee, we scored more tries than the Broncos as well, but we just couldn't quite deliver the finishing blow. And unfortunately, our season now looks done. But some positives and obviously a couple of issues and and challenges throughout the season with injury and things as well. But things are looking a little bit rosy for next season. But a man who talked to us about it, a Warriors great, also a pro boxer, former pro boxer, a top man, Monty Beetham, 
Good morning, Mont. Good morning, mate. It's a very good morning to you because you're a top man. You support the Warriors, but is he? Are you serious, man? <laughs> I, I should just be saying that right now, brother. <laughs> brother exactly. I, 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 Give it to him, Mont. I don't want to... If there's someone I don't want to, uh, you know, get on the wrong side of, it's you. I apologise, mate. I apologise. You've changed, Lizzie. <laughs> hey, Mont, Mont, mate, we've been having a bit of fun this morning. We're trying to work out in lockdown our top sort of, our, our best bangers, best musical bangers to just get us up and about. You got a, you got one that comes oh, to mind? Uh, look, I don't at the moment because the only thing that gets me up and about is uh, this new dog that we've got in lockdown. It's a little blue step. And when I'm getting up in the morning, it's banging, uh, picking up our dog poo and trying to water train this uh, young one. But, um, yeah, look, that's right. I need to put on a couple of good bangers. Maybe who let the dogs out? Baha me and April, this one. <laughs> mate, who <I was laughs> let the dogs out, mate? Is that, is that your first dog? Uh, no, no. Well, the first one was for the kids. But, like, you know, as a kid growing up, I always had dogs. Uh, but... Um, so this one, the, the kids are like, oh, she's snapping around right now. She's going to go again, don't you, dear? Um, the kids were like, can I get a dog? Can we get a dog? Finally get a dog. So we finally got a dog. Izzy, of, of us to come to the pressure that you will understand later on in life, mate, with uh, your two uh, yeah. wee ones. Yeah. What have you called uh, the dog? Uh, little Indy. 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 Nice. Nice. Beautiful. I've got a dog called Bowie, actually, named after David Bowie. So we're a big... And I'm going to get another dog, and I'm going to call it Jagger. Anyway, we digress. Mate, talk to me about the Warriors. Um, yesterday, just not quite good enough to get across the line? Yeah, look, after three great performances in a row and getting three in a row, I, I, I thought that this was the one they were going to get into, but I thought the next two games were going to prove difficult. Um, but at Suncorp, uh, you know, I think if Matt Lodge played, I think that would have been a little bit of difference up front for us, although I'm saying that it was a very capable team. Uh, but, you know, we always talk about the bounce of the ball, the oval ball, and, um, geez, the bounce went uh, a few different ways last night. The momentum changed hands a number of times, uh, but uh, in the end it wasn't enough. And there's been a lot of talk about the young uh, boy Wanda, uh, Reese Walsh, who didn't have a good day of the boot, but, geez, did he step up. He, he uh, was the most likely player at times. His speed, his acceleration through the middle was good, but uh, also just stepping up and wanting to be that clutch player at the key times. Unfortunately, for this time, it didn't work out. But, you know, 18 years of age to do that and have that mindset is wonderful. Yeah, I'm pleased you mentioned Reese Walsh as well, Mon, because <clears throat> I think lot, lots been talked about how the Warriors are going to retain him in, in a few years' time. And I may mention at the start of the show, I think the, the best thing that the Warriors can do to retain Reese Walsh or to keep him engaged in the Warriors is to continue to give him opportunity and responsibility. And even at the age of 18, he's shown that he wants that opportunity. He's not always going to get it right, right? But he's going to, if he keeps stepping up and keeps heading towards the danger, then, gee, he's going to be a polished player in a few years' time, right? Uh, look, look at his first year. I mean, whoever got, uh, who let him release, got released at um, the Broncos, they should be sacked. And whoever's underneath him should be sacked too. But um, this young kid in his first year, what he's been able to do, his debut game against Melbourne Storm, uh, the current premiers, and the way he played was, you know, levels above where he should be at this age. This kid's a freak. He's phenomenal. But you've got to, you've got to 
it takes time. As you guys know, at the highest level, you guys have been great servants for the country and, and in your professional sporting uh, organisations. But, you know, that's what he's going to learn. He's going to learn he can't always be a wonder boy that steps up and everything he touches turns to gold. And, and the sooner that he realises, and even the season like this now, that it doesn't always pan out that way, is, is better for him. And I think he's going to be better for that in, in the long run. He's a wonderful kid, but as you two know, it's being at the top of the, the game, it's, it's a lot more ups and downs than you think. Hey, bro, I just want to ask you about um, we've got Harris DeVita and then we've got SJ coming back next year and the Reese Walsh. Does that combination excite you? And as a Warriors fan, you know, that must be pretty excited to see that combination with SJ coming back. Yeah, you wouldn't bet against that combination. Actually, you probably would, is he? Oh. You probably would, bro. <laughs> 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 it, 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 Oi, it was it a smart bet me. in the end, brother. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. You got enough money, bro. You don't have to make money by betting um, <laughs> against our boys. But I, but I tell you what, I, I am excited about that. But there's one change that I want to have amongst that spine that I think is, is Cody McCarima didn't play yesterday. I don't know if that was because of injury or what, because you thought he would have played against his old team, uh, the Broncos. He would have, mm. you know, wanted to play really well. I think he needs to be in there at nine. He's not a six. He's a liability on the edge. Um, in the middle of the field, I think he's got support defensively, and they're just as big and, and even more athletic on the edge, and you've got no support. So I think him at nine with uh, Shana Harris, Savita, with SJ, and then Walsh, I think that combination, if they can keep on the field, is a very good-looking spine. Then you've got Lodge, then you've got some Anderson or Blake, and a lot of these other big bodies that are coming through now. I, I, I think that is good. But, you know, we've got to have our best team on the field for long periods of time, to, to be on the edge of the eight, let's be serious, because, you know, it, it proves really hard to make. And once again, this year, we've, we've seen that come to fruition. Well, we're, we're losing um, Peter Hicku next year, and he had an outstanding game last night for the Warriors. Who's going to fill that void? You know, it's a big loss for the, for the, for the Warriors. Yeah, he's massive. He was awesome. Um, he was outstanding last night, mm. defensively and offensively. Um, you know, you and Aiken's our other big centre, but he's been playing um, on the left edge in, in the back row, so he's been really good as well. Um, look, the answer is, you know, you've got Pompey, you've got a few other guys in and around that, but you've also got some young boys coming through. So um, Peter Hicker, I've always been a fan of his because he's one of those kids that just plays in the backyard. Um, he doesn't feel any pressure. Um, he, he just plays what's in front of him. He's got a reckless abandonment, man, and I think that's what we need. A little bit like you as he... When you play, you know, you just you just play like you're playing um, on a Saturday in bare feet, having fun, and I think that's that's what Peter Hickey does um, with no pressure, man. Nice. And uh, and I think that's what we need for this for this club moving forward because that's the thing. Like when when the pressure comes on and when the team has to win, that's when they don't normally play really well. Now with uh, nothing on the line and there's two games left, I wouldn't be surprised if the team comes out and they flog Canberra and they flog uh, the Titans uh, because they play. With that mindset, like it doesn't matter. Let's just have some fun. Yeah, I reckon that that could go. That well, should go across all sports. That same mentality. Play like you got bare feet. Just run around the backyard. Spot on, Monty, mate. We're gonna have to let you go. We will get you back on another time to talk the Wendell Sailor story because we had him on last week and he tells a great story about you and him. So we'll do that <laughs> another time. But thank you very much for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Cheers, boys. Legend, Legend, Monty Beatham, absolute champion man. And uh, we are now coming up, oh, what's that, doing some mess. Seven minutes, seven minutes to eight on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
There's an Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. We're coming up to 8 a.m. I heard that news break. I don't know about you as well, but whenever I hear Smitty talk about us and he says, it's not going to be yeah. hard to make sense when I'm following Baz and Izzy, <laughs> I sort of like, that's not very nice. All we do is pump up the no. doyen, the voice of sport in New Zealand. Anyway, just a little gripe. We'll get through a couple of texts. We're coming up to 8 o'clock news. So we've got a couple here. Morning, boys. Paul Cole, Dave Rennie is just having a sook. Probably because they made the Australians play in those stupid orange jerseys. That's from Brian. That's not bad, Brian. They reckon you go, oh, you reckon you go right at squash bears. That's got to be one of my mates who's clearly far better than me. So just ignore that one. That was good. <laughs> you can text me personally, you know, rather than trying to pay me out on air. And then this last one, mate. Do you want to read this one out? Yeah, this is from my sister-in-law. Uh, hadn't sat well with me all morning about how handy as he is. Is handyman's bout is probably the lovely Daisy. And just ask him about the washing machine he installed. Um, look, <laughs> I'm not going to devalue my handiness by reading out this story, so no, I won't go until I installed this washing <laughs> machine. I did it exactly how you should. I might have missed the first uh, instruction, which is take out the shipping bolts, and uh, I'll leave you to sit on that one. Because <laughs> when you turn the washing Rattle. machine on, it started started rattling like it wanted to jump out the house and go for a ride down the road. So, uh, yeah, first instructions, take the shipping bolts out. There you go. <laughs> easy mistake to make, is Very easy mistake to make. Coming up 8 o'clock in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, which means we are off to Trudy with the news. Jeez, I am still craving a McCafe, but hopefully soon, eh? Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ, and we're just after 8am in the morning on Monday the 23rd of August. Well, we asked you to call the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150 811 and we asked you to text double eight double three. Well, we've got Steve on the Kennard's High phone line. He wants to talk Paul Colwyn. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. How are we going this morning? Fantastic. Yeah, talk to fantastic. us about the significance of this win. Well, first of all, congratulations on your interview, both of you, with, um, with Paul. Um, that um, it just goes to show you that achievement which he achieved overnight is really, as you pointed out, at the top of the world. I mean, squash is a very difficult game to play. And um, it's a lonely sport, very lonely sport, with not a lot of financial gain. And, um, you know, it comes down, um, people play um, team sport, and uh, don't the ones that don't make it in team sport, it just goes to show you, go back to individual sport, and if you put the hard yards in, the dedication in, I said you're going to get to the top or give yourself a chance. Because when you play team sport and you have an off day, and both of you would know this, when you have an off day, you can fall back on teammates. But when you're out there in a little wee box and doing the hard yards like that and you're having a woeful day and not you know, not playing at your best. It's a bloody lonely sports world. You know, the yards yeah. that guy puts in, you know he, what he reminds me of, guys? The Tony Coles and the Smiths of Greymouth of the West Coast Rugby League, a tough bastard that's prepared to put the hard yards in, and look what's happened. He's Mr. Consistent. You look at that guy's results over the last couple of years. 
he's virtually always around the semi-finals, quarter-finals, mainly semi-finals. He just can't seem to crack it. But he stayed in there, he tried, mm. he kept going, and now he's broken it. And as you know, both of you know, you're a top athletes in your own game. Once you break that hurdle that you strive to get to, it makes it a bloody darn side harder. You know, squash is a, tool, is a hard game to play, hard game to coach. And a lot of youngsters try it at secondary school. I've seen them. I've played the game myself. You know, and they get so far, and it just it's so mentally tough, so physically tough, and they drift away. But I hope the Sports Foundation um, take note of this and stand up. They give other individuals um, money, and they don't seem to go on it. This guy sticks with it. He tries his bloody hardest, guys, and I think mm. that is an awesome result. And I think he's a very elegant at racing, three wide, four wide, tuss it out to the finish line. And good on him. And <laughs> well on. done on Legend. the interview. Thank you very Thank much, you. Steve. What a champion call as well. Thank you very much for dialing in. And as he quite rightly said, he is at the very top of the world and he's a West Coaster and he's a tough bugger. That was Paul Cole. Thanks for your call, <coughs> Steve. Now on to another champion. And it's time for our McCafe coffee catch-up. I'm going to hand it over to you as to introduce this next man. Yep, so Steve was absolutely right, mate. Perseverance is an absolute value core role that you need to nail every single day and Paul Cole is that and another guy that is that person and this morning we're joined by All Blacks and Crusaders first five, Richie Moonga as his namesake, Moonga the horse where bang and the <laughs> wink stakes to get the cash. Now McDonald rouses along the great mare, very elegant. Mawunga's a half length away, then Star of the Seas holding it. Down to the 200, Dreamforce still the leader. Coming through the middle is Brandenburg. Mawunga, very elegant. She'll really have to lift as Mawunga put the head in front. Very elegant, trying to fight back. There's a swarm coming late, cascading right down the outside, but Mawunga's won it. Mawunga, I think, speeding very elegant. Oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. Good morning, mate. Does that bring back good <laughs> memories and a bit of goosebumps, brother? Oh, mate, good morning, fellas. Uh, you know, I'd be, I've really listened to that this morning about five times, so um, I'm ahead <laughs> of you guys, but, man, what a race. Mate, awesome. What, talk us through this little setup you've got going on with you and the horse, Moanga. Like, that's an unbelievable relationship. Can you tell us a bit more in detail how the relationship works? Yeah, so um, it was quite funny. It was about maybe a year ago where um, actually Steve Hansen got a hold of me and um, just told me some geezers wanted to have a chat and um, <laughs> just just got a I got a call um, basically saying that there was a horse um, and they had named the horse Moonga after me and basically wanted me just to be involved and. Um, have some ownership in the horse um you know and this was sort of um sort of early days sort of not knowing sort of how long it would go and sort of what kind of race horse he would be um so yeah it was kind of cool being involved that way and sort of early on i said oh um they'd give me a 10 percent and i said oh well all the 10 percent share would go to child cancer foundation uh whatever winnings um Onga would get so it was kind of cool to give back that way and to be fair I haven't had much interest or involvement in any horses or any racing um, sort of growing up so this was the first and um, 
it's just been awesome to have this involvement and I guess um, for the money to go to a, a, a good cause, really. Oh, Richie, that's awesome, mate. It's Baz here. I know you've married into a racing family down there, the Christchurch publicans that are the Vichleys, and they'll be up and about, and I'm sure they made a quid off Moanga the other day as well. But, mate, so so I guess, like, at the end of its racing career, just let me, I want to know this a little bit, because he's a stallion now, right? And he's a very, very yeah. expensive stallion. So what happens at the end of his racing career? Do you, do you, do you keep a hold of your share, or how does it work? Oh, mate, if I knew, I'll, I'll tell you, mate. I honestly um, no idea. Um, <laughs> what I do know is mom has got a, a younger sister, and um, they actually named his little sister after my little sister, which is pretty funny. Her name's Frances, so we call her oh. Frank, so I think they're going to end up That's naming awesome. her Frankie. Um, but, yeah, it's just been pretty cool. As I said, I've had no involvement in horses um, or anything growing up, so... Um, you know, weekends look a little bit different when, when I don't have footy on. Um, me and my little yeah. girl, Billy, we just sit in front of the TV and have a good punt, so it's it's pretty cool. Have you had, oh, sorry, have you had a chance to meet the horse and you know, have a little pad of, of moonga? No, it's actually funny. When we went to Australia last year, I was planning to go meet moonga, and that was the time where moonga was under Chris Waller and it was at um, Chris Waller Stables. And I think it was maybe just about a week before I went to Chris um, Waller's stables, um, they changed trainers. And uh, Wong is now at uh, Annabelle Neesham at, um, yeah, in Sydney. So I haven't, but, man, I'm planning to next time I go to Oz. And, you know, I think we actually got something a bit funny set up, maybe a 10-meter race um, <laughs> with me and Wonga. Um, <laughs> we've got a few funny things set up, so... Mate, I'm hoping to ride Monga one day, race Monga, um, and just and just watch Monga in some big races. Um, nah, a lot planned. We'll see you're not racing him, mate. Stop having a laugh. You're not mate, racing him. Come mate, on. Monga, mate, he, he thinks he can have me over 10, mate. Oh, you know, I'm back to this one. Mate, I remember, I remember watching you, Richie. I, I remember watching you playing for Linwood back in the day. My my brother-in-law played in the same footy team as you. I used to go down and watch you play all the time, right before you really made it to the big time. And it sounds like you haven't lost that same sort of sense of of where you come from, what you're about. So it's bloody good to talk to you, mate. But hey, I just wanted to talk to you though. I'm going to go back to this. So roughly ten percent. Stallion's probably worth about twenty million. So you might want to follow up on that conversation <laughs> at some point. <laughs> exactly, but, bro. I don't know. <laughs> You know that the um, you know how they came, well also the the name Mwanga, the the mum of of Mwanga is um, a horse called Chandelier who who Dan Carter used yeah. to race as well so that's a really cool storyline I love the fact that they've named the younger sister after your sister too that's such a a really cool thing for them to do so mate the other thing I was going to ask is like even the fact you've listened to that replay about five times you said. Is there any other sport outside of rugby where you can get the thrill that you've been able to get out of racing? Oh, bro, you know, apart from, I wouldn't say, if if, if playing pokies was a sport, then I would say playing pokies. Um, but... <laughs> 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 no, no, nah, nah, come on, I don't, I don't play pokies, I don't play pokies, but um, no, racing's, racing's different, um, 
I think I think what would be pretty cool if I was to be there in flesh um, at, at one big race, um, like the Melbourne Cup or something, where Monga was racing, and just to sort of see it run home. Um, I think that would be pretty epic, and I think that would be you know a goal um, in the next sort of year or two. Mate, I've seen someone sitting on the fence. So I text Richie. I was like, bro, honestly, your your, your horse got a chance. And he goes, bro, very elegant. Going to be tough to beat. Hungry Heart is one of my favourites. Can't count Moonga out though. So what, what what kind of tip is that, bro? You give me three horses here, and not even your own. Oh, horse. mate, you know, well, mate, you've you've really beaten yourself up, mate. You can't go against anything with the name Moonga. So there you go, mate. You shouldn't even you shouldn't even need the tip. All right, you asking, that's an insult, mate. you got to jump on it, mate. So that's a lesson for you next time. Um, when Wong is racing, you got to you got to jump on that. Oh, cheers, mate. Love, we really appreciate your time. But how's lockdown going for you and, and, and little Billy, little Sophie? You guys all good? Yeah, we're good, bro. Um, hopefully Auntie Jacinda has some good news today uh, for us down in the South Island. <laughs> Uh, hoping to jump down a few levels so I can uh, get back in the gym. Um, but hey, just, yeah. just grateful for everyone's safety and, and hoping that everyone's coping well in, the, in these sort of tough times. Um, and man, it's hectic. Eh? You know, we got it pretty easy down here. Um, you know, sort of what's going on in the world and Afghanistan and stuff, and it's all got at the moment. So we're just grateful to be safe and sort of have our family around us. Mm. To be honest. Oh, awesome, mate. We really appreciate what you do, especially for Child's Cancer Foundation. You've just raised $25,000, and I'm pretty sure the foundation will be absolutely stoked with that. We uh, uh, just shows the kind of person you are, mate. You're an absolute gentleman. You're, you're about the people, and you love giving back, so that was awesome. We love chatting to you, Richie, and all the best for the future, mate. Love to the family. And that was a lovely McCafe coffee catch-up with the one and only Richie Moanga. Cheers, my brother. Awesome, lads. Thank you, boys. Cheers, brothers. Thanks, mate. What a champion is. How good's that, mate? <laughs> oh, oh, absolute ripper. I had so many. Oh, mate. <laughs> I want. I want. We're gonna have to get him back on another time. He must love it though. Like, come on. Not didn't talk rugby once, mate. How good's that? Hello. Oh, he doesn't want yeah. to talk rugby all the time. Like, you know, like how much, how nice and relaxed was he just being able to talk one of his passions and. And one of the things which he's actually out there benefiting other people for. $25,000, mm. mate, for child cancer from that win of Mwanga in the weekend. And just quietly, you should listen to him a bit more. I know he said he said he doesn't know much about racing. Mate, he said very elegant's going to be hard to beat. Hungry yeah. Heart, who's run an absolute slashing run and will win group ones yeah. in time. And then Mwanga. So he's given you three horses which have gone extra. I took in Hungry that Heart and very elegant. I took Hungry Heart and very elegant. I just didn't take Mwanga because that was his last one that gave me didn't really sound convincing. Mate, I reckon he's he's he knows more than he's letting on. You know how a lot of people like to yeah. just give off the impression they don't know a lot about something, but really they know a lot. I think Richie Mwanga knows a bit yeah. more about racing than he's been he's given off. But mate, he also might be one of those lucky owners. Maybe you texted me last night and you said, Baz, let's get a horse. Maybe we yeah. need to get Richie. Maybe we need to get a couple of old cricket boys and a couple of old rugby boys in together and we get a horse. What do you reckon? I'm keen. I'm so keen. I told you the other night, mate. I can see the thrill. Like, he was so excited. My mate was pumped and I can see why you do it. So I'm really keen for this, Baz. Let's do it. All right. Well, what we should do is stick to some strong New Zealand breeding, give ourselves the best chance as well. But that was Richie Moinga. Yeah, good.
Absolutely brilliant. Mate, honestly, I do. I remember him running around playing for Linwood down there in Christchurch. And uh, and I used yeah. to go and watch him play and when I was home every Saturday. And he was carving up then, right? And everyone's sort of saying, you watch this, Richie Moonga, he's going to go on to big things. And you sort of go, okay, he looks awesome, you know? But to see what he's gone on to yeah. achieve is nothing short of sensational. And he is now bossing that all-black back line. And we heard from Aaron mm. Smith the other day about how big a leader Richie Moonga is amongst that all-black lineup too. So pretty cool. Good get from you is getting old Richie on on the Monday after his horse, his namesake wins a group one. You're not bad, are you? <laughs> no, he's a champion. But like you said, mate, he's, he's, he had to follow in some big footsteps. You know, a guy to come in and take over from Dan Carter, Colin Slade, guys that have done it before and he's just taken it in his stride, mate. And he is probably the the best number 10 going around in the world at the moment. He's leading the way, and he's got that, that jersey sewn up at the moment. So awesome, great get, and to just see him relax, mate, not even talk about rugby, talk about horses and being an owner and being a part of a, a journey was awesome, mate. So awesome work, great interview, great insights. Absolutely, and I've never had a coach such as Steve Hansen, who owns Nature Strip himself, <laughs> another gun horse, Tip me into a, into a horse which goes on to win Group One. So fair play to Steve Hansen as well for that little steer for Richie Moonga into the horse game. Anyway, we are coming up. What are we? Twelve, eighteen minutes past eight on Monday, the twenty third of August, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, always here for you. And don't you just love it when a show comes together? Twenty three past eight, and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the Kennard's high phone line. So we had Steve come in to call in to start the hour, boys, and then he said it, Paul Cole's like the very elegant of squash, hangs tough. Well, who bit very elegant? Richie Moonga, and and uh, well Moonga, the namesake of Richie Moonga in the Wink Stakes. And what did Moonga do by that? Well, it probably actually helped our friends at the TAB out, Paul Moati, because I dare say Very Elegant was taking a lot of betting in the weekend. What what was the betting like for for uh, Moonga, Paul Moati, as we go to a TAB live cross? I'm curious, did many Kiwis pick the great Savabille Stallion? Yeah, they were very, very keen on the chances of Very Elegant. Um, of course, we had a bonus back promotion on every single race at Randwick on Saturday, so... Uh, those and I think around 39% of bets on uh, the Wink Stakes were on very elegant. Um, so uh, a lot of those punters, you know, got a bonus bet back. Around seven to eight percent of bets on that race uh, were on Moanga, uh, who got home and I think closed on the tote around uh, the ten or eleven dollar mark. So um, some very good bets landed there by punters. Um, I don't know. Did you guys? I don't know why I'm asking Louis. I'm sure he had a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how did you go, Louis? And how did you go, Bears? I was actually look. Oh, another Kiwi bread, so Bears won't mind me saying. I actually had a little speck at Star of the Seas each way at the price thirty ones and sevens, I think. But so I missed out there. Just from reminding myself of what he did last year, uh, just going down to very elegant. Who did you back, Bears? Well, funnily enough, in that ad break, I was just chatting with Smitty, who's on shortly on uh, on on SENZ as well with his show from 9 till 12, and we're just bouncing a few texts back at each other about the results of the weekend. And I said to him, I had, I got murdered throughout the week. I got a couple of bonus backs. A tissue helped, but I gave back that yesterday at Nara and whatever other beep country track in Aussie I was betting on. So that's that pretty much summed up <laughs> summed up my weekend on the punt, Louis. 
Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll try and help you out today, Bez, because uh, we've got another promotion today, this time at Bathurst. Uh, we've got a hot jock mm. promotion at Bathurst, and the hot jock today, uh, Alicia Collett, who uh, has mm. got a fairly good book of rides, actually. In fact, she's riding uh, the two favourites in race three and race four at Bathurst today, uh, both out of the Bjorn Baker stable. Uh, in race three, she's on... Surreal, uh, number 12, uh, currently eighty, and in race four, uh, she is on uh, Ita, or Ita, out of the Beyond Baker stable, 250 into 180. Um, so, yeah, uh, she's a hot jock today. Um, so uh, back her in the final field win market, and if she runs second, third, or fourth, uh, you'll get your stake back up to $30 as a bonus bet on any of her rides at Bathurst today. Beautiful. Thank you, Paul. Another Kiwi doing good things over in Australia. Bet, bet on the Kiwis and things will be all right. Thanks for joining us, Paul Moati. That was a TAB Cheers, update. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. Let's bounce through a couple of texts before we get to the news, mate. Because there's a little bit of feedback on the on the Richie Mwanga interview. You want to read through a couple of these? Yeah, I've got a goodie here, mate. How good is Richie? When was the last time he did an interview when he wasn't asked one rugby question? He's such a lad. <laughs> UPR on his wrist still repping his childhood neighbourhood. And what I take from that, he is, he'll never forget where he comes from. He's always out there catching up with his brothers, all his mates, his day one crew. So that will probably be one of his day one supporters. So, yeah, Richie's an absolute lad. Got another one here. Good morning, boys. After hearing Richie talking about Moonga, do you think you can start up a SENZ horse syndicate? I'd be keen. That's cheers, Dave from Karaka. What do you reckon, Baz? That's a yes, but I've already given this out. There is a strict no dickheads policy. So if you want in, you're in. But no <laughs> no carry on, no like drama, no high maintenance, no like tough admin. Just we all go in, we get into the horse. We hope that it wins. If it doesn't win, we have a good time. We don't talk through a hole in our pocket, and we just enjoy the ride that the racing game can take you on. What do you reckon about that? Is that's fair enough? Isn't I it? I totally agree. Totally agree, mate. And totally agree. Brutal honesty. Up, the right. We're not. Hundred percent. We're not in need of like. Obviously, we want it to do well. But if it doesn't, we just ri- enjoy the ride, mate. How good is it knowing that you got a horse in a race and you can just sit there cheering at home? So I'm so keen for that. Got one more here, Bez. Morning, guys. Moonga was very good in the wink stakes on Saturday. Looks the real deal for sure. If you get a chance, have a look at the reply and check out the run of Hungry Heart. We'll be winning group ones through the spring, especially over ground. Cheers, Zimo. And that's what you spoke about with Hungry Heart. Didn't you, Bears, when I didn't actually see it because I was watching very elegant all the way home. So Hungry Heart came, came home pretty good, eh? Yeah, went huge, mate. Went huge. Yeah, he's, he knows something about horses, I tell you, Richie Mwanga. Hungry heart, very elegant, and his very own Mwanga is the ones he tipped you leading into that race. But it's coming up to the news, and we have been asking you all about what the lockdown songs you would play. Well, here's one from me, a little bit of lithium.
That's one that gets you up and going, eh? Doesn't it get you up and going? Up and going at 8.30 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. At 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock when Ian Smith takes over and gets us through to midday. All right, bit to tidy up here. Double eight, double three is the text number. Keep coming through with your texts because every time you do, you could be sleeping pretty in a temper bed valued at $10,000 for text of the month. And I reckon we're probably into our last week of that. It's the month of August. Yeah, the 23rd. We are indeed. Hope Tana didn't leave the studio in a mess, Baz. Um, we'll, we'll find out from Baz. We'll get him to have a little look under the desk and make sure he didn't leave any of his hats hiding under there. Uh, it is time for our weekend choices poll result, though. We wanted you to have your choice, and you've gone and done that. The Choices Flooring Inspiring Choices magazine, the ultimate bedroom style guide, is out now, and you can download that at your pleasure. Now, I'll go to the poll results because today we we're asking, what was your performance of the weekend and Paul Cole was a popular choice to us and he's been popular with the punters as well. 46.2% of the vote to Paul Cole after his British Open win. Moonga the horse is coming through just over 15%. Same with the Broncos. Cam Smith shooting 60. That's 23% of the vote and that was impressive indeed. I just checked. He was out in 30 and back in in 30 as well. So that is a hell of a round there for the young Australian. Uh, Farwad Alam has made 112. He's still in for Pakistan. Shaheen is in as well. They're 274 for eight in their first innings against the Windies. And somebody sent a text Izzy and said, boys, get a pacer and call it Quizzy Dag. <laughs> Thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, I think that's a great idea, man. It'd be erratic because we don't know what kind of thing's going to come out of it. It's in my mouth, so if it's anything like me, could, could, could do anything. Baz? I actually, I wrote down something in the break. I was thinking a, a good name. Do you remember the Nisbo's call and it's like, Dag, Israel Dag. And I thought that'd be a good name for a horse. Dag, Israel Dag. Baz, <laughs> <laughs> we're a team. We need something together. Well, what is it? Busy? Busy? <laughs> busy, busy, yeah. Busylicious or something like that, you know? Like, what do you reckon? There we go. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Louie. Good find. Was that was that yeah. Louie or was that Karen? Joe, who was that? Louie, good job. Nice. I actually, yeah, I've got a nice, list of horse Louis. names as well, is which I write down. Every time I think of a name, I write the li- I write it down on my list. I've got about, yeah. oh, I must have about 70 different names here. Um, and one of the ones which I've just named recently, actually, which is over in... Um, it's over in Australia. It's been trained by Danny O'Brien, and it's owned um, myself. Own it with the Rosemont Stud Boys, um, Nige and yep. uh, and Mytho. We've just named it. Named it. Thank you, India. It was about that, eh? Thank, Thank you. you, India. Because without you. India, my India. friend, I have not got any horses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gold! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're going to keep going back, aren't you, Bears? Don't leave me. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy, we've just had a late nomination for another name for a horse after you. Bag, a.k.a. Izzy, a.k.a. The Bald Eagle. The Bald Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Jane, do not give him any ammunition, mate. Oh, <laughs> Izzy, a.k.a. The Bald Eagle. Oh, man. 
I'm not a bald eagle, mate. Have you seen my lid? It's thick now. Call me the full eagle. <laughs> the full eagle. <laughs> At least you weren't like old um old Chris Hipkins yesterday. What about that blunder? That was hilarious. Oh mate, I'm about to go spread my legs after this outside, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that was hilarious. Right, we got what do we got? Coming has up? One day 20... off. She has one day <laughs> off and oh that happens. Good on you, Chris. <laughs> Auntie Jacinda, remember? Auntie Jacinda. Oh, oh, that was brilliant from oh. Richard Mwanga as well. <laughs> We've just had it. It's like the best hits. Just been rolled out one after another after another. Right, we've got after the break, we've got In the Sheds. Gee, it's been a while since we've had a go at In the Sheds, but we'll get there. It's 23 minutes to nine, and this is Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We are 19 minutes away from nineteen minutes away from nine o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Ian Smith, the doyen, coming up after nine o'clock. But right now we're going In the Sheds. So, double eight, double three, text Baz and Izzy, what do you want to know from their playing careers? Off the field, anything. Um, the Rose and Thorn, Rose and Thistle, Rat, the Rat. We had a couple of texts oh, a couple of weeks pub. ago. The pub. Good pub. <laughs> good pub. Anything you want to know from the boys, double eight, double three, or give us a call on the Kennards High phone line, of course, 0800 150 811. In the meantime, lads, the, the people that we've got, everyone out there wants to name a horse, and there's some good combos. <laughs> yeah, we've got some crackers here. We've got one called Busy, Busy Rascal. That's, that's not bad. That's not, this one's a good eat, the arm bears. What about fast hands, fast feet for the horse's name? That's from Chase. Cheers, Chase. Um, yeah, so if you've got any ideas for any horse names, give us a text, double eight, double three. Uh, we'd love to hear from you because, uh, yeah, we, we, Baz, he's very creative. What about Dave Karaka? How about friends for name? Well, friends? I reckon, Baz. That other one, that other one from Chase, I actually thought he was saying Chase is the name. As the name for the horse, I read it wrong. <laughs> oh, what a clown! <laughs> Chase is a shocker. Let us know some of the other names. Double eight, double three, on what you'd name a horse. Well, it sort of depends. Do you like? like I kind of like one-word names for my horses. I've got mm. a few horses at the moment. One's called Tabata. One's called Rabada. One's called Goddard. You know, I prefer to kind of keep. Obviously, I got Thank You India as well, but that was a special case. Um. So obviously I prefer the the one names. What do you reckon is? Do you prefer double barrel no, names? Or? I think I think a horse's I think a horse's or a name's got to have some sort of meaning. If I was doing it, I'd try and have it some sort of meaning of like you said with Thank You India. It's got to have a purpose. And, and Rabada, like he, can, what, what's the what is that? Where do you get Rabada from? Well, Kagiso Rabada is the um, South African speedster. So I texted him before I named oh, him. I said, yeah. "Mate, you're okay if I name a horse after you." It's a, it's obviously a, it's an endearing kind of thing, you know. Like as is Mwanga, yeah. like to have a horse named after mm. is quite a cool thing, and and this fella goes quite good too. So hopefully, imagine imagine if Rabada went on to great things, eh? And he was racing against you know these other these other good horses, then we could have a similar sort of interview with Kigiso Rabada. One day, mm. one day, let's see. But yeah. I don't know. What else, what, what's this one? Bowden trained by Graham Rogerson heading to Melbourne Cup. Not going to happen, but imagine Bowden and Moanga going head-to-head on the racetrack in spring. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? That's a good horse, eh, Bowden? It goes all right, doesn't it? I've actually, I watched it last year when it uh, raced in uh, Rickerton for a cup week. And uh, actually, Bowden gave, gave me the tip after it won. I said, mate, where was the tip before it won? 
Uh, but that's a good horse, isn't it? Yeah, although, Louis, correct me if I'm wrong, Bo- Bowden's a bit more of a staying type of horse, whereas um, Wang is a bit more of a sort of miler. Yeah, ba- bang on, bang on. So I think Richie's got, he just wants to win the Melbourne Cup, as we all do. So I would be surprised if they crossed paths, but it would be a hell of a battle up the straight. But Mawanga and Barrett, Mawanga and Barrett. Um, yeah, Mawanga. Look, I just checked the TAB before for some odds just in some futures, because I know we love to play in the futures markets. Well, I definitely do. And it would be the Epsom is looking pretty likely. So he's a pretty decent favourite for the Epsom. He's about six bucks. The Cox Plate, you're still getting odds in the Cox Plate because it's such a hard race to win. You're getting $15 to win the Cox Plate. Saki, the favourite, at $4.50. That's too short. Very elegant, $8. Probably about right. Animo is still ahead of uh, Moonga, but I dare say that Moonga has a better chance to end up there than Animo. It's it's how far would you want to stretch him though? That's the question. I mean, he just looks so dynamic over the fourteen hundred in the weekend. Yeah, see, that's interesting. You say that the four fifty for Zaki's too short as well. Obviously, trained by the same trainer as um, Wanga and Annabelle Nisham. What makes you say that Zaki's too short at four fifty? Well, the Cox Plate's the last weekend of October, isn't it? It's August now, so September, October. Um, so that's a it's what at least 12 13 weeks away um or no that my math's about wrong they're probably about 10 weeks away i just think for a futures punt where you don't really know how well zaki's going to come back anything under five dollars in a, in a race that's as wide open as the cox plate he'd have to come out and absolutely brain them in his preps to start much shorter than that so for me and if your future's betting you probably just wait and then have a play on the day if i'm futures but betting i need something in double digits especially for a race as hard as the cox plate and even more at 15s i'd want it a little bit closer to 20s which i'm sure you would have got before the weekend that sound logic, actually. That's fair. What did you take much out of that? Is nothing at all. strategy. I just heard odds. <laughs> I just heard odds, mate. I just heard odds. Four dollars eighty, fifteen. I want twenty. I want twenty-two, mate. Give me twenty, and I'm back in Wonga. That's all I got out of that. Sorry, <laughs> Cox Plate, mate. I love. I love it. I love the big races, Melbourne Cup, Cox Plate. I'll have a bet, but I don't understand anything behind the scenes. But Baz, I want to ask you this question: If we're going to get a horse, what's the process? How do we go about it, mate? Uh, well, okay. The the best process would be for us to go to Caracas late uh, late January. We go there with our little uh, group, uh, our little book one um, booklets. We've already gone through. Yep. I think we should look to get a filly personally, because then there's a bit more yep. residual value on a filly. So straight away, half the catalogue you don't have to look through, and then you go through and you want to stick to some decent breeding as well, um, because the residual value comes from decent breeding. And they say in racing as well, mate, good horses come from good breeding. Great horses come from anywhere, but you can you can reduce your risks, uh, or you can increase your chances of success by sticking to good bloodlines. So you go through and you pick out the good bloodlines. Now you could either go sexy first season sire, um, or you can go proven stallions as well. So you start to narrow things down, and then you look at what races mm. you you like yourself to go and attend. Or for me, it's a Cox Plate, so I'm looking at horses over the sort of mile and a quarter. So you look through their pedigrees. Yep. And you work out, um, again, you're just dropping this down. So there's, say, 800 horses in the catalogue. And all you're trying to do is drop it down to about 20, 20 horses. So that then when you arrive on campus at Caraca, then you go around all of the barns and you look at those 20 horses. And then you work out straight away whether you like them on first look. If you don't, then you move them off your, off your shortlist and then you move it down. Eventually you'll have a shortlist of, say, five or six. 
you might even fall in love with one, mate. And if you fall in love with one, then you put a figure on how much you're prepared to try and pay for it. And then you go into the auction ring and you put your hand up. And as Steve Davis says, you don't want to be here in 12 months' time and know that you're the underbidder on the Karaka Million winner. So you just go one more bid than you want to, <laughs> and you just find a way. That's kind of the process of how you buy a okay. horse. That's, that's my process anyway. And always find it's a little easier, that process, when you've had a couple of quiet sherbets to just take the edge off and get your, sort of get your eye in. A little bit like darts, a little bit like pool. A little bit like cricket. It's 10 to 9 in the morning, and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up next, we've got the doyen. We've got Ian Smith for our temper sleep on it. You could be the text of the month when you send through those texts and you end up sleeping in a $10,000 temper queen-size bed. Oh, that would just be a dream. We've been asking for the songs, your lockdown songs, boys. How about this for a list? Are you ready for it? Yeah, bro. All right. Better Man from Baz. I'm Every Woman from Izzy. Rituals from Izzy. I want to break free from the text line. A great one. And Trudy's come through with Hit Me With Your Best Shot. So we will roll out one of those before the end of the show just to celebrate this, the Baz and Izzy list, the lockdown list for today. But it is time for Sleep On It, thanks to Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. What do you reckon Smithy would go for, Baz, if... If he had to choose a lockdown song. Oh, what would Smitty choose? Um, well, why don't we ask him? Why don't we ask the doyen? Good morning, Smitty. I'd, uh, I'm just thinking about it, actually. Um, so I think I'd something along the lines, I'd probably make up a song, but something along the lines of, I'm getting thirsty in the morning. I'm getting thirsty in the afternoon. I'm getting thirsty in the morning. So get me to Turks on time. Something along those lines. <laughs> Actually, actually, for a second there, my eyebrows went up there because I thought Trudy's first one was going to be um, not hit me with your best shot, but hit me with your rhythm stuck. I'm, I'm just it's too busy for me Monday morning. It's just too much. God Almighty! Oh, Christ! That's a bit, a bit Chris Hipkins ish actually. A bit crikey. Anyway, mate, we've got it. We've got a question for you. Temper, temper, sleep on it. Question: Paul Cole, the performance of Paul Cole winning the British Open. Where does it sit in terms of uh, New Zealand sporting achievements of the last 25 years? So we'll let you yep. digest um, that one look, and then yeah, and come I, back it won't, tell us It tomorrow. won't take me a heck of a long, but I, I absolutely, um, I'm in awe. I'm absolutely in awe, Baz, to be honest. But I'll tell you what I was in awe too, listening to you and Izzy talk about how you select a horse. It was like really, um, it was like listening to Bart Cummins, Bart Cummings and David Ellis combined listening to your knowledge, mate. It was just superb, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you're in. We'll put you in as well. You can. We'll put you in for twenty percent, Smitty. If we're going to go down the David Ellis, right? Well, you're in for twenty percent, Smitty. You got plenty. Plus, you're getting a handout hey. from from Auntie Jacinda. <laughs> she was referred to by Richie. Yeah, Mike listen earlier on. Listen here. That's coming listen up here, in a McCullum. couple of months. <laughs> I'm listening. You listen here, boy. I'm, I'll tell you what, if, if you're going to put your hand up on my behalf to spend money, I'm going to be very close by, boy. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> well, technically, you're spending my money anyway when you get a handout. Crikey. Eh? Oh, <laughs> get the old pension me. coming in soon. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, give you my, I'll, I'll put my pension towards it. Every time it comes out, I'll put my pension towards it. How good's that? 
Oh, that's not bad. That will get that'll get you twenty percent in a horse, definitely. Anyway, yeah. mate, we uh, we know you got some good guests coming up today, so have a have a great show. We've been a laugh a minute on this show this morning, so we probably need a little bit of sense and sensibility to follow. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, Smitty. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, and that was a temper catch up. It was sleep on it with temper, should I say, a mattress like no other. Izzy, we're in the final furlongs of today. It's been a good day, isn't it, mate? Man, it's been a great day. I just love listening to you and Smithy go at it. Man, it'll be great to just sit on the <laughs> sidelines when you're actually in person. But yeah, I know you're holding back a lot there, but mate, he's a good man, and I reckon it'd be, it'd be great fun he's to be a part of our little syndicate there, mate. So let's go find a horse. Yeah. It's been a great show. Richie Mwangup was my highlight. Poor Cole, what an absolute legend. Bring it home, Bezza. And Monty beat them as well. You're right, Smitty's a legend. He's up next as well. It's been fun. Thank you to all of our guests today. And a big thanks to our team as well, to Louie, to Trudy, to Joe, to Karen, from all of us here on Breakfast with Baz and Izzy on SNZ. Here's just a little message for Auntie Jacinda. Ka kitiano. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.